Yes, people, what's going down? Welcome to a new episode of Echoes from the Void. And, um, yeah, you know what? It's been, I don't know, it's not been as a jam packed week as usual, but we've had some shit. We've had some shit. Yo, so I went to the gym today, right? And, um, there was uh, a sign. That the floor was wet so i went in there was a lady cleaning the toilets so i'm like okay okay you know what i mean i'm not gonna be you know what i mean i'm not gonna open myself up to anything here so i went into a um a cubicle to pee right so i come out wash my hands woman's just like oh no 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 why did you go in there i'm like Yo, because you're out here, and I thought getting my dick out might be construed as something off. You know what I mean? She's like, no, 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 no. Because, you know, people pee on the floor, and so I'm like, yo, I'm pee on the floor. I'm not an animal. She's like, oh, no, but you're meant to pee out here. I'm like, because you're here. She's like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just like, no, because I, c- I can guarantee if I hadn't have done what I had done, a whole heap of shit could have gone down. I'm not opening myself up to that. Some crazy ass shit is that, you know what I mean? Just like, yo, hey, people, if anyone tells you anything otherwise, don't open yourself up to crazy ass shit. You know what I mean? It's just ludicrous. Just some crazy, just, ah, man. And and it's just, yo, it's just like the amount of crazy shit, right, that I've been seeing of late, right? So, um, ah, there's a story I stumbled upon on Twitter the other day, right? So, (laughs) people on American Airlines a flight the other day realized that they were sharing the plane with a miniature horse yes a miniature horse and supposedly this lady had a miniature horse as a service animal a service animal right i'm just like how the fuck is a miniature horse a service animal and a horse on a plane i'm like yo that can't be great you know what i mean that can't be because hey imagine how your ears feel when that plane takes off that ain't great right horses have got huge fucking ears even a miniature horse has bigger ears so that ain't fun. And so this is, okay, so this is what the Americans with Disabilities Act says about service animals, right? 
Um, a service animal is cla classed as one which is individually trained to do work or perform tasks for the benefit of an individual with a disability, including a physical, sensory, um, psychiatric, intellectual or other mental disability. This can include assisting individuals who are blind or have low vision with navigation and other tasks. I mean, I don't know. Are you like, is a horse going to lead you? Like, is a horse going to lead you like a blind, like a guide dog? I've, like, I've never seen it, never heard of it. Just, yeah, I'm not buying it. Not buying it, right? Um, also, two, alerting individuals who are deaf or hard of hearing to the presence of people or sounds. Yeah, don't think horse is doing that shit. Providing non-violent protection or rescue work. Again, no. Pulling a wheelchair. Possibly. You know what I mean? If you have a, a maybe a miniature shy horse, you know what I mean? A miniature shy horse that might be able to pull a wheelchair. Assisting an individual during a seizure. What like what the fuck is a horse gonna do? Like sit on you, so you're not like, you know what I mean? Moving around. I don't know. Alerting individuals to the presence of allergens. Nope. Retrieving items such as medicine or telephones. Yeah, no. No. Helping individuals with psychiatric or neurological disabilities by preventing or interrupting impulsive or destructive behaviours. Like, did, like, I don't think a horse is doing any of that shit other than possibly pulling a goddamn wheelchair. So ridiculous. The only, like, I guess if you had it as an emotional support animal, but still, an emotional support animal, I'm just, because it's just like, come on now, what, it's like you, you have people with all sorts of things as supposed to emotional support. Yeah, it, it's just like, just, I'm, I'm, honestly, I am not buying any of it. I'm just not buying any of it because anything can really serve as emotional support. Anything, right? Because if you're feeling shitty, you're eating a, a chocolate bar can give you a little buzz. So, do you have a, an emotional support Kit Kat? I'm like, yo, I, I, you know, can I bring an emotional support hoe on a plane? You know what I mean? Because trust me, if I'm feeling a little down, a little something, that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna lift me up, right? You know what I mean? So, hey, if I turn up to an airport with an emotional support hoe, yo, that should be gravy, right? <laughs> yeah, especially if I'm, if 
flying on them fucking American Airlines. Bunch of fucking Muppets. Jesus. This is insane. Insane. Like, there's too much shit happening. Um, yeah, and that reminds me of something else, right? So, um, yo, so the news broke the other day that Kevin Hart was in a, a, a car crash. And, yo, he suffered major back injuries. You know what I mean? That's like a, you know, it's a bad, it's not great. It's not great at all. So, the, 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 you know, I saw I, I saw this story on the BBC website, right? And so it just it gives you just the bare bones of what happened. Then, right? So it would be just a very short piece, okay? Which is fine. It's fine. Like it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just an it's just an update. It's just an update piece. Hey, when more news comes in, you can add to it, right? So initially, the article should have finished. Um, the driver, Gerard Black, lost control of the car and it tumbled into an embankment, the report stated. Black also sustained major back injuries. A first third passenger was unhurt. Done. Right, it then goes on to say... Oscars controversy. So there's a little bit more about the third passenger. Then it says Hart is known for his stand up comedy and comic roles in movies such as Ride Along and The Secret Life of Pets. He pulled out of hosting this year's Oscars ceremony following a controversy over, over old homophobic. That homophobic tweets and I'm just like why the fuck does that need to be in this story do you think that's old ass news because that was from like January you know I mean? the end of fucking January when all of that shit happened so why the fuck is that in a story about Hart being involved in a car accident. Do you know what I mean? A car accident that... You know, it's like he's got major injuries. So, if the worst had happened... And say Hart had lost his life, right? They are putting in a fucking article... Some nonsensical news from the beginning of the year and at the time it was ridiculous and it's even more ridiculous now putting it in a story that has no relevance to this it's just crazy so it's crazy you know i yeah it baffles me while why that is there um, it doesn't actually say who wrote this bullshit story because they should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. It's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, why 
Why? As I said, look, it should have just been a short piece mentioning the accident and giving people an update. But no, they're not happy with that. It's just kind of, it's kind of sickening, really. You know, that that's the way I feel about this shit. It's just journalism these days is just, it's pretty bad. It's pretty goddamn bad. Yo, so in a crazy bit of news I saw, a woman in Perth, Australia, sued her neighbours for, um, (laughs) for having a barbecue. Right, so... She's a vegan and she claimed that all she could smell is fish. You know what I mean? They they barbecue all the time, so she can't enjoy her backyard because all she can smell is fish and cooking meat. I'm just like what? the fuck like she also <laughs> complained because her neighbors have kids and when the kids are playing outside they're not quiet so you think they should be out they should play without making any noise whatsoever which is just i mean frankly right you know, but she took them to court twice about this and it's been rejected twice but you kind of feel right you you would then get together with the other neighbors and just be like yo we need to barbecue every motherfucking night so everyone just works on a rotor and barbecues just to stick it to this crazy ass woman because it's just like what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? It, it, it's just like... Th- there's... Obviously, there's things that we don't all agree with. Like, we don't all like. But, you know, just because... You know, I'm not a hu- huge beer drinker. I'm not going to be like, you know, to my neighbours, yo, you can't drink beer. Because... You know what I mean? Sometimes, I, I, when you're taking your rubbish out, I can smell beer um, from the from the from the bottles and stuff, and it just makes me ill. You need to stop. Like that would just be ridiculous. So, ah, yeah, this woman, yo, I, I, yeah, I'd plan to get her. I would plan to get her. I would, I would just barbecue all the fucking time. Just whatever I could. Just to drive her out. Because I feel, yeah, she's a moron. (laughs) And you kind of reap what you sow, man. God damn it. Too many crazy fucking people in this world. Okay, so this is... Pretty just well, it's not shocking. It's just I I don't know. I'm just kind of lost for words from it, really. 
But um, so a teenager from Bristol has been declared blind, you know, legally blind from living off a diet of chips, crisps, and the occasional slice of bread with ham. That's what he's been living off of, right? And you you think, all right, if that's literally all you've been eating, no wonder, right? No wonder. The worrying thing about this is, though, so the kid is 17. 17. So he's living at home. Living at home. So, like, I don't understand what his parents were doing. You know what I mean? Like, how did it get to that extent? So, it says that at the age of 14, he went to his GP... Because he'd been feeling tired and unwell. Um, And at the time, he was diagnosed with a vitamin B12 deficiency. And given supplements. Okay? So he's given supplements. And he was 14. So I'd imagine that he'd gone with his parents. You know what I mean? Or... The parents would have found out. She's 14 living at home. Right? Um, but supposedly didn't stick to um, the supplements. So, yeah. Three years later, he's had to go to the eye hospital with progressive sight loss. It's just, it's, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And, like, he said, he said to them that he had an aversion to certain textures of food that he just couldn't tolerate. So, all he ate was chips and crisps. Now... The texture of crisps and chips is not unique. You know what I mean? There's there's a whole heap of foods that have similar texture. So it's a bit like he, he could have eaten those. Do you know what I mean? Like he, there's plenty of things he could have eaten. So... You kind of think, like, what was going on at home? Like, what's the... Yeah, what the fuck was going on with the parents? Because if he's gone to the hospital at 14 feeling ill, right? And, you know what I mean? To get to that point, what was happening at mealtimes... Because you eat like if your parents are putting down food, and you're sitting there just going, "Nah, not, not eating that." 
You know what I mean? They might it might go one day, maybe two. You know what I mean? If you're like, oh, I just don't feel well. Like any longer, you'd think they'd be like, Alright, I'm taking you to the doctors. There's yo, this ain't right. Because you gotta eat. You know what I mean? So why the fuck wasn't that happening? Yeah, you know, like I'd 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 have to question that situation. But yeah, so they did tests on him. Um and yeah, the, he was obviously low on B12. But then um also copper, solarium and vitamin D. And um yeah, it, and also like his bones, his bones were showing deficiencies, like a, and a loss of minerals and stuff, which you kind of think so. Do you know what I mean like he could be getting on the road of like brittle bone disorders and things like that? You know, being like. Yeah, breakages and just rheumatism and, you know what I mean? All things like that, which is not good. But to lose your sight, yo, not being able to see shit ain't great, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's not the best thing in the world, for real. And if that comes from... Kind of your own bullshit. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? I can't feel bad for you. Can't feel bad for you. I don't brought that shit on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and... Hey. He, he, I think... If this shit happens in, say, 60s, 70s, 80s even... You're like, I, you know what I mean? People don't understand. Now people understand shit. There's so much on TV, like, just talking about this kind of stuff. So, hey, people don't necessarily, they're not doctors and shit. But you have an understanding that, okay, I should be eating this kind of stuff. I need to be a bit more healthy. I need to be regulating this. So there's no excuse for this kind of thing to happen. There's not really any excuse. And it's just like, yes, certain things may come up, but you can nip that shit in the bud. You know what I mean? Work a way around it. He could have been taking, having juices or, you know, as I said, look, there's other things of similar texture that he could have been eating. So it's a just, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And, uh, it, you know, it's not just the kid. Like, yo, the parents, man. God damn it. You know what I mean? Because you just think now, all the shit that's going to come out of this. Like. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy just because people just didn't give a fuck. It's just yeah. It's 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 crazy, man. Crazy ass shit.
Yo, in some con- really concerning news, right? Because I didn't know femicide was a thing. You know what I mean? I didn't know that was a thing. But so in France, they've just announced new anti femicide measures because, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they've just hit over a hundred women being killed in um like spousal abuse cases so far this year which is yeah shocking right so in 2018 121 cases had been registered but on Sunday, okay, so Sunday, the 101st case had been recorded. Do you know what I mean? So last year, 121 in the whole year, 101 already, already, you know what I mean? Just the start of September. That's just, and the craziest thing about the last case, okay, so a 90-year-old woman was killed by her 94-year-old husband. Just like, Jesus. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, 94-year-old... Like, most of the times you see 94-year-olds... Like, even 92-year-olds... They're just sitting around like vegetables can't move. So, the fact that a 94-year-old could kill... I mean... Shit. <laughs> you have to wonder, what the fuck was that man's diet? You know what I mean? To be able to, to do anything of that physicality... That's some crazy shit. But it's just like... You know what I mean? Like, thinking about it. You're 94. And and you're gonna kill? Like, god damn it. That's some crazy shit. But, um... So... but But just before that, right? So just before that... Um, the the body of a woman had been found in the street, so she was covered up with some like branches and a, 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 some, you know, I mean, just debris. And a guy was walking his dog, and he he stumbled upon this body. But so this is the crazy. This is the the really. You know I mean, the fact that all these women are being killed is shocking enough, right? What I find really concerning, though, is the fact that when the neighbours were um, called on by the police, they said, oh, yeah, she was killed by her partner. And it's just like, wait, what? What like what? 
You know what I mean? So they said, this, this is what the neighbours were saying. They're like, oh, yeah, she was telling him everything she thought about him. And he didn't like that. Didn't appreciate being told about himself. So he hit her. He, he hit her against the wall. And he started, like, stamping on her while she was on the ground. Like, kicking her in the head and everything like that. So, you're just like, okay. So, if the neighbours knew that he was... Like, firstly, they knew exactly what had happened. But it seems that no one... No one called the police or anything. No one tried to stop this from happening. Now, that's the... I think that's the most concerning thing about this for me. You know what I mean? So, you're seeing one of your neighbours. You're seeing her get brutalised. And the way it's going, it's a bit like... Oh... That motherfucker's trying to kill her. But you're just like, okay, I'm going back indoors now. Like, why the fuck did no one try and stop it? You know what I mean? That's that's shocking. But, like, look, all right, I can understand, right? So, if if you're, you're um, you know what I mean? If you're a lady and you're seeing this, you're just like, I can't stop that guy he's like bigger than me you know what I mean if he's doing that to her what the fuck would he do to me right so you think okay I can't stop it but you think surely you would call the police you know what I mean you'd you'd have that much that amount of empathy to think if this was happening to me I'd want someone to try and have my back. I'd want someone to call for help. I mean, that's what you would think, right? So, you mean, yes. The, 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 like, the this crazy amount of women being killed by their partners is... is yeah, that needs to stop. That needs to stop. But... Where's the community spirit? Where's people having each other's back? You know what I mean, where is that? That that that's what's really concerning. I kind of feel. You know, it's just like, yo, what what's happening in the world, man? You know what I mean? Like, because you would just, you'd want to think, yeah? It's like I say to my friends when they go on their way home, because, you know what I mean, we live in different directions and that kind of shit. So it's just like, let me know when you get home safe. And people just be like, ah, what? why do you say that? Why do you, you know what I mean? Because of this, because of shit like this. Because I'd want to know, okay, so you haven't called... So, if I then don't hear from you the next day, I'm a bit like, alright, something must have happened. You know what I mean? So, you'd want to know, alright, we need to let people know 
that possibly something is up. You know what I mean? Because there's some fucking crazy people out there. And if we don't have each other's back, then what kind of fucking world is this? It's just... Ugh. So, you know, they they want to make some changes. So, um, you know, the local mayor of the place where this went down... Um, he said that they're trying to create a thousand new shelter places and emergency com- accommodation, but that's from next year. So I mean that's all well and good, but what is what's what's the solution for now? What's being put into place for now? But they're also auditing police stations but it's just like you know what I mean like what what's gonna stop shit from happening until all of this is done you know it's it's crazy does that feel yeah something like, there should be, you know, even put some sort of campaign in place, some sort of behavioral change, some system of some sort to make people be more aware and help each other out. I think that's what's needed. I mean, obviously, I don't think these things happen overnight, but it might help, right? I mean, and at least having information, having that out there for everyone to see, it's a start. It's a start, right? It's very concerning. Yeah, it's very... mm. All right, look, need to... uh, Yeah, let's let's bring this up a little, you know what I mean? Because this is... um, Okay, so let's pick this up with, um, yeah, the announcement of this year's Booker Prize shortlist. So, um, yeah, the list was announced on Tuesday and uh, it's got a couple of known names and then a few little surprises thrown in. So, firstly, we've got Margaret Atwood's the testament um which if um yeah if people don't realize this is a sequel to um the handmaid's tale which um atwood was you know she got on the short list for in 1986 i think that's right yeah but um, so this book is set 15 years after the final scene in the original. Um, and it's, yeah, taken from the perspective of three female characters. So, uh, yeah, I mean, because right now we've got a... Um, 
a, a, a TV series that's based on the original. So, yeah, I don't know how this all kind of fits in and, you know, all of that kind of shabazz. But, um, yeah, we will... I think um, the book comes out on the 10th of September. So, uh, yeah, people can find out, you know, for themselves if this is as good or, um, you know, how it kind of compares to the original book. Second book on the list is Duck's New Newberry Port from Lucy Ellman. Um, so it's a big book. It's 998 pages. Um, and it's uh, it says it's a stream of consciousness monologue that is largely made up of one continuous sentence. Its narrator is an Ohio housewife who reflects on her past, her family and her country while lactating cherry pies. Yeah. Okay. You know? <laughs> I that, that's um that's a, 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 a some weird imagery, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's a that's a crazy one. Okay, so the next book is Girl Woman Other and this is from Bern Bernadine Everestio. Um and it follows the lives of 12 characters most of whom are black british and female uh and it's said to be fusion fiction uh then we have an orchestra of minorities this is from chigozi Ob- obima um and um the story you know it tells the story of a young nigerian chicken farmer whose love for a woman drives him to become an african migrant in europe yeah okay so um oh you know i'd point out that um yeah chigozi's debut novel the fisherman um was on the shortlist in 2015 so yeah next up we have um oh uh kishoti kishoti i think that's how you pronounce it q u i c h o t t e uh this is the new one from salman rushdie um and uh it's inspired by Miguel de Convertis's Don Coyote. Oh, okay, Don Coyote. Yeah, okay. Um, so it tells of an aging traveling salesman who drives across America to prove himself worthy of a TV star's hand. Uh, yeah, it's already been published. So you can um, go to your 
local bookstores and check this one out. Um, yeah, Rushdie's made the shortlist three times. Well, four times, and he won in 81 with Midnight's Children. Uh, next, we have 10 minutes, 38 seconds in this strange world from Elif Shafak. Uh, and it's set in Istanbul um, and made up of the recollections of a sex worker who has been left for dead in a rubbish bin. Okay. So, um, yeah, a... Uh, Heartwarming story there. <laughs> but, um, yes. So, yeah, that's it. That is this year's, this year's list. And you know, this could be the last year that it's known as the Man Booker Prize. Because last I heard, they were going to be ending their sponsorship. So, um, yeah, who knows what it will be known as next year. Or if maybe something happens and a new deal is struck. But, um, yes, um, that is it. And um, I believe I've got tickets to go to, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the reading event. Um, I forget when it is. But, um, yeah, I, I'll be bringing that breakdown when it happens. Uh, it, it's usually coming up kind of soonish, but um, I forget. My memory ain't great, but, you know, it'll, it'll just pop up. It'll pop up at some point. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> but, yeah, they're your books, people. If you want to go, check them out. So, The Testament, Ducks, Newberry Port. Girl, Woman, Other, Orchestra of Minorities, Kyochi, and um, 10 minutes, 38 seconds in this strange world. Okay, people. So, just had a really fun event. It was UFC Fight Night 157, Jessica Ranjaj against Wu Li Zhang. Uh, this was taking place from Shenzhen in China. And yo, it was a good night for Chinese fighting. Um, out of seven fighters on the card, five won, two lost. So not bad at all, right? Yeah, pretty good one. And um, yo, we saw some Oh man, tremendous fights. So if you want the full breakdown, remember check out Chin Check. So I'm just gonna give you um Yeah, I'm just gonna give you the co and the main. Yo, so the co-main event was Li Jing Young against Elizu Zaleski dos Santos, who was on I think like a seven fight win streak. Who he he's ranked just beating everyone, just like really just destroying everyone. Choked out um Melinda in his last fight. So, yo, looking real good. 
Lee Jing Yong's been out with injury for a while, so this is his first fight back. Um, I think the fight was meant to be scheduled last year, got scrapped. So yeah, these dudes were fighting. And um, yo, so I think everyone had um, Dos Santos to um, yeah walk through this and then really move up the rankings. But uh, yo, not the case, man. Li Jingyong was able to land some great punches, you know. So um, he had really good movement because the Sanchez was moving forward, trying to take his head off. But yo, Li Jingyong was like a matador in there, just moving, slight little turn, avoiding everything that was coming at him. And when he did get hit, didn't seem to phase him. But when he was landing on Da Santos, yo, Da Santos was getting rocked. Um, now Legion Young, yo, he knocked Da Santos down in the towards the end of the first round. Um, then in um, like the second round was a close one. In the third round, Legion Young gets um, a takedown, and it seemed that he did. He might have knocked down De Santos as well. It was hard because, like, you know, you weren't sure if it was a, a, a slip or anything. But we're coming to the end of the third round. De Santos realizes that he needs something big. You know, he needs a, a, a finish to probably win this fight. Comes in, gets caught with an uppercut. That rocks him and Li Jingyong just goes for blood, takes him out, you hear me, with, referee stops the fight with 10 seconds left, the crowd went crazy, so we had that, you know what I mean, and you're just like, yo, we haven't had the main event yet, you know, like, are the, is the home crowd gonna get the, the you know what I mean, the night poured some cold water on, because we've got Jessica Andrade, the current strawweight champion, against Wei Li Zhang, the hometown fighter. And, um, yo, Andrade is a machine. You know what I mean? She won the belt by slamming Rose Namanunes on her head. Every time she's in a fight, she comes forward like, do you know what I mean? Like, she can eat anything. That's basically it. So... So the consensus was, has Whaley fought that sort of competition, even though she's on a 19-fight unbeaten streak? So um, Andrade powering forward, Whaley's landing lead kicks, that you're thinking, hey, if these don't start getting checked, they could impact the fight going forward. Andrade is trying to land some heavy shots, so really throwing, man, really throwing. And as she's coming forward, Wei Li catches her with a nice right hand hook. And Draj gets stumbled. She then tries to take Zhang down. Can't do it. Zhang lands like three elbows, hard elbows to the side of Andrade's head. Then she's just like, hey, you know what? You know what's needed right now? Some knees. So... In total, she probably threw about eight knees and maybe six elbows. <laughs> she steps back, lands a one-two. Andrade goes down. Zhang lands two solid punches. The referee 
had nothing else to do than to jump in, stop the fight. Yo, a new strawweight champion and the first ever Chinese UFC champion, Weili Zhang. God damn it, this was a fun-ass night, people. So remember, for the full breakdown, yo, just check out this week's chin check, baby. What, what? Okay, so this week, I decided to check out Broad City Season 1. Now, I'd heard rumblings about this program for a while, forgot all about it, and then I stumbled upon it on Now TV. So I was like, boom, time to check this shit out. So it's, um, yeah, it's produced by Lily Burns and John Skidmore. Uh, it's created by Ilana Glazer and Abby Jacobson, who also executive produced the show, along with Amy Pooler, Dave Becky. Tom Hernandez and Samantha Safer. Season one consists of 10 episodes, and yeah, the star Abby Jacobson as Abby, Ilana Glazer as Alana, Hannibal Burst as Lincoln, Arturo Castro as Jamie, um, John Gerbling as Matt. Beavers, um, and Stephen Schneider is a Jeremy Santos, who's Abby's neighbor, and she fancies the shit out of him. So, uh, yeah, like as I said, ten episodes, but they're like twenty minutes, so really good. And also, the thing about twenty-minute episode, there's no Flab. The these are all just packed with comedy gold. I'm telling you now, right? I haven't laughed out loud watching a, a like a comedy TV series in a while. Like you watch some, and you're just like, yeah, no, that's a, that's funny, man. And you like, you know what I mean? Little chuckle to yourself, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, oh man, that's funny, oh, that's great, but this show had me just cr mad crazy laughing out loud, it was that good, and it's like, it's just hitting all the crazy shit that, you know, kind of happens, really, so the gist of the program is this well this is what it says on amazon right making quick bank by returning office supplies from your temp job check identifying the suspicious stains on the rental apartment wall done it's two best friends working the big broad city so um yeah you know it's not the best description of an episode but yo yeah essentially it, it, it's the two friends abby and ilana and they're just navigating life you know so i think the thing about it you can all 
like everyone's been in similar situations. I mean, and maybe not exactly, you know what I mean? But you you get it. Do you know what I mean? You've no friends like them. You know, you know what I mean? Shit like that that's been going down. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just <laughs> they're crazy antics. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, in the first episode, I mean, the first episode really says it all because they're talking to each other. Um, I think, I guess it's probably FaceTime, and um, well, it's FaceTime or Skype, and it looks like Ilana is like just dancing or something. And then suddenly you realise she's talking to Abby while having sex. And suddenly the camera pans out and she's got the laptop <laughs> resting on Hannibal Burr's chest as she's bouncing up and down, riding that D. And it's hilarious. So, like, straight out the gate, you're like, oh, yeah. I think I'm gonna like this show. Or if you're a little prudy, you you know, hey, this ain't for me, and you can turn it off. But shit, I was sold from the giddy up. So yeah, you that like that's the first episode, you know, like other shit that happens. I mean, that it, um, I think it was in the second episode. Ilana goes over to Abby's, and they're like, "Yo, do you want to smoke some weed?" She's like, "Yes." And so Alana pulls out the weed, you know what I mean, where she's been storing it. And she's been storing it in the little honey pot, which Abby was, she wasn't happy about. Wasn't happy about at all. So she's just like, how can you store your, your weed in your pussy? And it's just like, yo, so I don't get arrested or anything. And so, um, yeah, so then... Abby's on a mission to get her own weed. But she's like, I don't need other people to get my weed. And, uh, yeah. So, it kind of goes a full um, 360, you know. But, yeah. It's just more comedy gold. And I think it's just, like, the writing is so sharp. So sharp. And just on point. You know, like another great thing really is is just like the interactions with people. Like um, as I said, look, Abby she's fancies her neighbour Jeremy. And you have like um bits where she sees him and she's saying one thing and then it cuts and it's a dream sequence and, and then she's just like uh uh, 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 uh you know what really is is kind of like that scene in um wolf of wall street where he thinks he's driving home like a don and then you actually see what really happened so you get that with some of the interactions and it's gold man because yeah like we've all been there right like with someone that you fancy and you just can't get your words out and you're just like ah, i wish i'd done this but so we have these, you know, and like um, one episode, she's he's like, oh, can you pick up a package for me? She's about to go out, but she's like, oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna be in anyway. Oh yeah, I'll do that. 
So she misses it, and then she has to go on this big mission to try and get it for him, which is just gold. And then <laughs> while that's all going on, Elana's trying to make money, so she, even though she's working, she takes on like a temp, <laughs> a temp job, you know, for this temp agency. And so while she's at the temp agency, one of the jobs comes in and she's like, fuck, I can do that too. So she becomes a dog walker, loses the dogs, then goes to the vet. And she hasn't got much money. So then she figures, hey, maybe the vet can treat me too. So you have this this great interaction. Vet just happened to be G... Uh, G ah. Janina Jalofalo, which was a nice little surprise. But yeah, it was just just some great shit, man. Like all the things, like, you know, having your first art gallery show and just all the craziness around that, being locked out in the apartment, having to get a locksmith. It's just so many jokes. Like one of the funniest episodes was um, so they go to a party to meet some guys, and um, yeah, they they like they're talking to these DJs, and um, they're like the DJs like oh let's go they're like don't you have to play they're like ah it's just it's just a mixtape it's fine so they go back to these DJs' apartment and they're walking all the way up the like I think they walk up like ten flights. And, you know, essentially, the, the, these guys are trying to manoeuvre them into doing a foursome. And they're just like, no, that, no. And so eventually they leave. And so they're walking down the steps and then the guys appear. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you forgot these. And they're like, you had a lift? Had a goddamn lift? It was just, ah, uh, it was, it's a, gr listen, it's a great show. If you are late like me and you haven't watched any of this, hey, definitely check it out. Um, and the last episode, oh my God, they go to a swanky restaurant and everyone in the restaurant, you know what I mean? They're kind of aggrieved that these <laughs> that these girls are there, yeah. And like <laughs> the, the the waiter comes up to me. He's like, "Um, okay, um, should I be aware of any food allergies?" And Hannah's <laughs> like, "Oh yeah. Um, now some people have you know gluten free. Um, you know some people are lactose intolerant." And they're like, "No." What, are you allergic to anything? And it transpires there is an allergy that hasn't been announced. But uh, ain't going to spoil that shit for you. But people, definitely, yeah. Episode 10, the last episode of season 1. Just so funny. So funny. But, yes. Check out Broad City. You will not be disappointed. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go watch season two. There's five freaking seasons. Five seasons. 
can't believe it's taken me this fucking long to find this show. So funny, people. Go check it out. Okay, people, today's book is The Jungle. It's book nine in Mark Dawson's John Milton series. And it is read by David Thorpe. Uh, so, the um, the gist of this book is this. An assassin haunted by his past. Two young refugees out of their depth and in need of his special talents. John Milton is no stranger to the world's seedy underbelly. But when the former British Secret Service agent comes up against a ruthless human trafficking ring, he'll have to fight harder than ever to conquer the evil in his past. After Milton meets a refugee who lost a sister to people smugglers, he travels through war-torn Libya and the murkiest parts of Italy and France to get the girl back. As enemies watch his every move, Milton confronts a group of Albanian pimps and smugglers so dangerous they could easily make this mission his last. Okay, so, um, you know, I have, I've talked about these books quite a bit, uh, and I have to say, book four, Ghosts. Is, is still my favourite, you know, um, because that book showed a, a different type of story, you know, it kind of led you to believe that the books would le- would be going in a different direction, which, because, you know, the first books, they're, they're, they're decent books, but they become a bit samey, so with the fourth book, you're like, oh. This is getting like this now. Uh, But then, like, the next few kind of go back to the earlier books, kind of familiar narrative. And, um, yeah, I I have to say, kind of the jungle is similar fare. Um, Because you've just got Milton, he's, you know, because he's like, trying to pay back for the work he did working um in the secret service so he just takes this he he kind of stumbles upon because he's helping out a friend in the um nine step program so he's helping out a friend do some work and in the midst of this work he stumbles upon a, a refugee and he decides to help that refugee but I, I you know and then the book kind of goes on from there I think my my problem is like as I said look these books are becoming very similar as they go on and Milton seems to make the same mistakes over and over again, which kind of make you wonder, how could he have been a top agent if he's doing, like, these same things over and over again? And also, 
like he's just taking on these missions without really any fault you know so there's no real fault going into it and you're just like surely as a top operative you you wouldn't just jump into these things because you'd understand look more planning needs to be done right more planning because there's no planning whatsoever and he keeps on doing these things and so it's just like Huh? You're kind of setting yourself up in these situations and you're making all these mistakes. I don't believe that you can keep on walking away. That's I think mean, that's the biggest problem. It's just like, how does he keep on walking away? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And one of the big things in this as well, right? So he's offered to help this guy. Even though the guy is just rude as hell to him. But he's like, oh, you know, I'm not going to um, pay any heed to that. Obviously, the guy needs help. And it's just like, the guy might need help, but he's a rude motherfucker. And, and there's no point. And, you know, you think, fine, all right, he's helping the guy out. But you'd expect a moment in the book where he just stopped and says, Listen, right, I'm helping you here. No one else is going to help you. So, don't give me shit, all right? Because if you continue, I'm going to walk away. Yeah, I'm going to walk away and leave you to the shit that you kind of brought on yourself because you knew what you were getting into when you did the thing. Alright, are you cool? Are you cool? Are we cool? You gonna, you know what I mean? Have a better attitude? Alright, fine, let's go. There's never that conversation. And you're just like... That's a conversation that would be had. You know? Because you don't know these people. So why would you just put up with this shit? Like, I just don't believe you would. You know, even if you're like, oh, but I'm a do-gooder now. No, you're still not going to put up with a load of bullshit. Like, what's, there's no reason for it. It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, so there's that. That was just a bit like, mm, no, I'm not buying that. Then there's also, like, I guess with a lot of the other books... The situations that he then goes into, they are ones that he can kind of plan for, at least. Now, there's one thing that he does in this that you're just like, well, that makes no sense. That makes no sense whatsoever, because there are too many variables, and you have no control over any of them. No control over any of them. So it's a bit like, how are you going to get through this when it's been said earlier that oftentimes this happens and this happens and this happens? So how is it 
that you're going to navigate all of those things. And then, of course, he, he navigates all of those things. And you're just like, all right, fine, fine. But at least throw some things up. Like, nothing really went wrong in the whole process. And you're just like, come, like, no. Because when he got on the thing, he's like, he he says, oh, this doesn't seem blah, blah, blah. So, then you're saying that nothing really, like, no real issues occurred. I don't buy it. Don't buy it. No. Not buying it. So, yeah, like, all of this kind of goes on. And you you pretty much do know exactly how the rest of this book is unfolding. You know? You know all the twists... All of that kind of stuff. The betrayal. Like everything. Everything that comes up. You you could have predicted. Because it's pretty transparent. Even the ending. Even the ending was just like. Alright well I know what's coming. They haven't really given any time for it. So it's just a bit like. Ugh, some tag on at the very end. You know, they could have at least left blah, blah, blah as an option for later books. Like later, a later situation that might go south because of blah, blah, blah. They could have at least done that. But no. Nope. It's like, uh, we're, we're tying up loose ends. So it's like, okay, fine. Fine. But, um... Yeah, so you have all of this going on. And I think it's gotten to a point where I'm bored of Milton. He's a pretty one-dimensional character. He he hasn't evolved. He hasn't evolved, really, over nine books. Like, you thought he was going to. As I said, like, with the fourth book, it seemed to be a turn. You know, it seemed to be like this this moment that could instigate changes. But no, they didn't really, they didn't really occur. And, you know, he's, he's going, I need to repent for my past. I need to repent. But it's just like, look, you are working for the government. Like. You knew going in, it, like, what it was going to be. You, like, you know what I mean? You knew what it was. And it was work to protect the country. So, like, to have this, like, oh, I've got so much guilt for what I've done. It's just a bit like, ah, no. No. Like, I, just, I don't buy that anymore either. You know, I, I, I just feel it's something that you would have just gone, you know, like, yes, no, I do buy that there might be some guilt at the beginning, but then you can kind of reconcile it. You just be like, actually, you know what, like, it's just the nature of the beast, right? This is this is part of that role. So, you know, what? I'm putting that aside. 
I'm putting that aside and now I'm just going to become a bounty hunter or a private eye, a blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And the books move forward in that direction. That's that's kind of how you feel it should have gone. But yeah, like, I, I think this, this The Jungle is the last John Milton book I am doing. I did have the, uh, you know, the other books because there was a sale on. So, ah, you know, I picked them, I, you know, I picked up the other books because I really enjoyed book four. So I was like, ah, you know what? Boom, I'm in. But because Audible is awesome, and you're if you're a member, you can return books. So I returned them. So people that, yeah, I'm out. I'm tapping out of the John Milton business. This is me done. So, um, yeah, now I am in the market for, um, you know, another kind of spy thrillerish type of thing so um yeah let's see what i can find but listen right if you enjoyed the previous books okay if you've enjoyed the previous books and you're fine with the way things have been moving then yeah this is you this is all you and you yeah you'll you'll enjoy it and you'll continue to book 10 blackout but um yeah i can't but this was um book nine in the john milton series the jungle um written by mark dawson and read by david Fulp. so uh yes um yeah do with this information what you will people it's just my thoughts Okay, people, so we're drawing to the end of another episode. It's not a real lot of TV news out, but um, just a couple of pieces that I thought was interesting. So, um, HBO have announced a release date to their Damon Lindelof um, Watchmen TV series. So, um, that will be coming out on the 20th of October. It's going to be nine episodes. And the TV series is um, it's supposedly going to be an original story. So, this isn't a, um, a reworking of the, um, of the film version that we had a few years back. No, so this is something brand new with new faces and unknown characters um it's going to be starring jeremy irons regina king don johnson louise gusset jr tim blake nelson francis fisher tim misson sarah vickers yaya adolf Matten the second gene smart and james walk and finally, uh, so A24 and Fox are teaming up with um, Jennifer Fox. Oh, yeah, I 
completely misread this. I've always Fox TV. No, sorry, Jennifer Fox and A24. Makes all, all the sense in the world now. Are teaming up to put out an, a TV series adapted from Ursula Le Guin's Earthsea books. So before she died, she um, she gave Fox permission to um, turn the books into films. But you know, the, now they, you know, she's decided, hey, it will probably work better as a TV series. So um, yeah, so at the moment they're in the process of working all of this out. So, um, yeah, the, the series consists of five books and eight shorts. Uh, and it's set in a fantasy archipelago of hundreds of islands imperialized by those who use magic to gain power and upset its delicate balance. Now, um, we've previously had two adaptations one was the tales of ursi by studio ghibli and then we had uh, the mini series from sci-fi channel that was terrible like i never saw the studio ghibli version but the sci-fi channel version was bad really bad so um yeah let's see if this version can be a bit better you know what i mean that would be the hope right but um yeah no dates have been put out or anything like that so we'll just have to wait and see what happens with this but people that is it for another episode i'll catch you next week peace Thank you.